Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I'm back with uh, Stu's Days today with Stu Kedwell, the co-head of North American Equities at uh, RBC Global Asset Management. And Stu, uh, something that's been in the news the last couple of days uh, is Warren Buffett's annual meeting for, for Berkshire Hathaway. And I know you are, uh, are someone who, who, who appreciates what Mr. Buffett has done over the years. Uh, obviously, you're a, a, a significant investment manager yourself, uh, but, uh, but you're always interested in what uh, arguably one of the, the, the greatest investors of our lifetime uh, has to say. Was, was there anything that you took out of, of Mr. Buffett's comments, uh, things that you found particularly interesting this year? Yeah, well, well, thanks, Dave. Yeah, it was, as always, it was uh, quite a history lesson. And, uh, um, you know, when, when, when Warren Buffett wants to speak for five hours, uh, even when I have something to do, I normally listen, let alone uh, these days. Um, so uh, it was a great way to spend a Saturday evening. He, he really, he dovetailed the, or he detailed rather, um, you know, the long-term economic prosperity of the United States and, you know, kind of hammered again and again about wanting to bet on America over time. And, you know, I think that's, that was, that was a wonderful lesson, uh, you know, and he detailed all, you know, how the, the economy had grown and the economy per capita was fantastic. Um, but then he also talked about the current environment and how, you know, in that middle of March where liquidity really dried up and, and, uh, you know, he, you know, maybe because he owns a railway, but he talked about how, you know, the, the rail, the car, the, uh, the, the, you know, the rail went from kind of going full speed to going onto the side of the tracks, uh, immediately. And, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't rolling off the tracks. It wasn't a crash because it was, it was, um, it was all planned, but you know, like when you have these, uh, when you have rail lines, you have these kind of sidings where you can put the train and just let it sit there. And that's where you put the economy. And, uh, you know, he said he really complimented Jay Powell and the Federal Reserve for the job they'd done in providing liquidity and also acknowledged that, you know, some of that liquidity that came in really quickly prevented him from getting some fantastic deals on things. And, uh, you know, I thought that was really kind of the tension of his of his discussion was, you know, the long term, uh, he was quite optimistic as usual, particularly relative to fixed income on an after tax basis but also acknowledging that asset prices had really stormed back in response to all the liquidity that the central banks had provided. And, and for us, it's kind of like, you know, we have, like we own assets, we all, we all have our units and our funds and we're asset owners and the provision of liquidity really helped those assets remain closer to fair value. Uh, but if you wanted to put money to work, it was a relatively brief period of time before that liquidity arrived. And, um, you know, I thought I thought he did a really nice job of laying that out. Uh, you know, I definitely, you know, we've talked a lot about dollar cost averaging and, um, you know, that notion of being bullish on the long term without being entirely sure about the short term, uh, you know, certainly resonated the dollar cost averaging, a wonderful tool uh, for that as well. So those are some things I took away from uh, from Saturday night. Well, and, and, and it's interesting in, in the in the global financial crisis, 2008, 2009, of course, famously, uh, Buffett with the op-ed that suggested it's time to buy America, and and a lot of investors have have kind of been sitting waiting for him to ring that bell again, uh, and even in 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 his comments on Saturday there was an expectation that he might do that. It it didn't come, 
but but it's 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 almost a case of 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 this time the the, the Fed and and government action was so fast the market moved and there almost wasn't enough time for him to ring that bell. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. The the Fed uh, maybe moved a little bit more aggressively than he he envisioned. Um, you know, the other thing that comes to mind when you say that is, uh, you know, we talk a lot about time in the market and timing the market. Yes. And, uh, you know, Buffett is remembered for the Goldman Sachs investment and, and uh, other, you know, kind of famous investments in the financial crisis. And of course, you know, writing the editorial you point out, but, uh, you know, the entirety of Berkshire has compounded at a pretty healthy level. And you think about Warren Buffett at 88, he's added how many billions even from 81 and those assets were already in there. Those weren't new purchases. Yeah. And, and uh, just, just like for Mr. Buffett for in investors everywhere, uh, that bell never does ring. You, uh, you, 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 you've got to be there for, for when the bounce occurs. And that's why timing the market is so difficult, right? That's right. hundred percent. Excellent. Well, Stu, uh, a, a very interesting review of your thoughts on, uh, on, on Warren Buffett and, uh, and, and as always, some, some great lessons for, uh, for investors everywhere. Thanks for joining us on, on Tuesdays, and we'll hope to see you back next week. Great. Thanks, Dave.